Voices that inspire the extended interview. I'm Leslie Powell Boudreau. I'm the executive director at Legal Services of North Florida. How long have you been with Legal Services? With Legal Services of North Florida since 2004, but I actually started my career at Legal Services of Greater Miami in uh, 1994 as a law student. I did a summer internship there. So this is your career at this point. It is. What has kept you in providing legal services? What is the thing there that just keeps you connected? What brought me to legal services first was that it's a way of solving problems. I think it's a way of using the law as a tool to help uh, make people's lives better, to help stabilize the situations that they're facing. Most people don't come to us on their best day. They're facing tragic circumstances. They're facing homelessness, loss of their family, um, abuse, uh, horrible things that many of us can't even imagine, but many of us have dealt with. And trying to give those individuals and families a space to recover, to to become better, to move on from whatever situation they've they've faced is a really empowering place to be. And it's incredibly rewarding for those of us who work within legal services to be able to work with a family and make those changes for them. Did you know at an early age that you had this in you, this sort of this this drive to help people, to advocate on behalf of people? Or, you know, did you have a dream of being that big corporate powerful lawyer? Like, how did you make that decision in your path? The path that I'm on, I think my mother would laugh because way back in, I think, the fourth grade, um, there was, I have two sisters, and there was a situation where um, I had I had concern about fairness with my sisters, and I wrote a paper on equality and equity, <laughs> and uh, and she kept it. And um, so, so it's been, I think it's been a bit of a path for me. I think, um, I mean, I was raised in the church um, in the 70s, and I think that was a big part of the conversation of uh, in the church that I attended at least. And, um, you know, I saw um, all that was going on in the 70s politically. I mean, I'd have understood it, but I absorbed it, and I knew it was there, and I had a sense of what was going on. And as I grew older... I started you know, understanding what bullying looked like and realizing it was wrong and understanding that um, that people did things for reasons sometimes that didn't make sense. And I think one of the things that I know I can pro- probably put words to better now than I, that I could then, reasonable people do unreasonable things. And the law wouldn't exist if reasonable people didn't agree, didn't disagree on things that were around them. And being a part of a solution to help people who wouldn't otherwise get a lawyer and help them walk through that. It just feels like a very natural path to me. It's just such an important resource for people. Um, I, I just can't even imagine how hard it is to navigate our legal system when you are feeling that it's not your best day or you have been so downtrodden by the system that you don't have much hope left. You know, it's important work. How do you feel? I mean, we're in the 70s. We're we're sort of the anti of what we are in in now. I mean, they were about breaking the rules, 
rethinking how we live as a society, who we are, our values, putting them forward. And and now we're kind of retreating from that. So how has that impacted legal services and, and the need for your services? I think the need for our services changes based on what is going on in the community. I don't think the perception of what we do really changes. I do think people understand that having a lawyer is something that can really be a game changer for a lot of people. You know, if someone's in the criminal system, uh, they more than likely are entitled to a public defender. That doesn't happen in the civil legal system. If someone's being evicted or um, if they're divorcing someone who has been abusive to them or if they're risking a loss of their children in, in a custody battle, they're not entitled to a lawyer. And they, um, those are really life-changing events. So I think a lot of people understand that. I think after Hurricane Michael in particular, a lot of people saw that helping people gain access to resources to repair their homes to make life um, something like what it was before the storm really made a difference. And and we were there on the ground helping families do that. So I think whether it's a veteran that we're helping, a child that we're helping, a domestic violence victim, whomever that may be, I think people understand that any of us could fall in those circumstances. But I do think those, those problems change. And um, I know one of the things that we're seeing a lot of is the increase in use of technology to access the courts. And how do you use that as a benefit to people without isolating other people who may not have access to that technology? And so there's there's still challenges, and those challenges just change with the times like any other industry. And and at Legal Services, we really work hard, using technology as an example, to, to, to use it as a tool to help people access it, but to be a resource for people for whom that doesn't work. So how do you keep young attorneys or retired attorneys or any potential combination of the above engaged to helping in this work? How do you find those those lawyers to to man up? Sure. Woman up. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a great question, especially in, in this competitive job market. We have uh, – so Legal Services North Florida covers uh, 16 counties um, from Jefferson over to Escambia. We have 39 attorneys on staff. And um, much like every other business, maintaining somebody in this market is, is, is hard. Um, certainly, um, we try to be competitive on, on, on the salary and benefits front. But what we think keeps people there is their passion for doing good. Most of them know they could make more money and, do, uh, and, and, and make more money in the private market. But the rewards for what they do and the jobs that they have right now are are, are priceless. and um, But the other side of that is we do have a lot of pro bono attorneys who help us and who step in to volunteer their time and their expertise to help the same clients we're trying to help every day or to help us in an issue that perhaps we've not seen and they have an expertise in. And those attorneys tell us that what brings them to the table is that same passion. Uh, they want to give their time to help someone. They feel that reward when they've done that. And so whether it's a retired attorney who just wants to, to, to keep sharp in the law, even though they're not practicing regularly, or a young attorney who wants to learn new areas while they're figuring out what they want to do, they keep coming back because that reward is there, because they feel 
as if they've made a difference to someone who wouldn't have gotten that help without them. Is there a legal aid throughout the country? I mean, how does how does the system work? Sure. So Legal Services Corporation is a national entity which does cover the, the entire United States and territories. So there are legal services funded organizations throughout uh, throughout the United States. And um, Florida has, um, I want to say, about 30 different legal services and legal aid organizations that serve. Um, some of them serve single counties. Some of them serve entire regions like ours. Uh, there are some statewide organizations that do statewide work. Some focus on immigration. Some focus on uh, uh, people who are incarcerated. They all have um, some focus. Um, and I think one of the things that really is is powerful is we also all work together. Uh, we know that, um, especially in, in 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 a world where people move around a lot, and where people are impacted by things that happen in other parts of the state and the country, that we can learn from each other. We can be better because we can learn from each other's mistakes and successes. So, um, uh, most a lot of our funding is federal. Uh, I think that's part of a, a question we get quite a bit. Uh, but we also get local money. We get money from counties from. Uh, private foundations from the state government um, uh, to a degree. A lot of that money is federal as well that flows through the state government. Um, and then the Florida Bar Foundation uh, has funding through um, what's called interest on lawyers' trust accounts. And that's something that comes because because lawyers put money in trust accounts and that interest is, is dedicated to funding legal services. So um, there's a lot of resources out there. Um, and what we know is that the work that we do supports such a broad range of people that we're able to to be good stewards of those funds regardless of how someone wants us to spend it. I have so many thoughts around this. You know, there must be – you probably are always dealing with misconceptions or perceptions of the work that you do or the people you serve. But it's so varied that, you know, I'm sure it's hard to try to, you know, kind of – Put it all into one box. It's such a wide array of types of law that you need to know, as well as services you're providing. It is a wide array. We work with a lot of community partners. So if we have a, a an elderly client, we may work with elder care services because they may provide resources that, in addition to us resolving the legal issue that they're facing, um, they may need other support services, other other wraparound services that will put them in a better position. Uh, solving a legal problem doesn't necessarily on its own make their lives better if we're not putting them in a position to where the problem doesn't happen again. And so we work with a lot of partners, and, and it does position us to where we're working with um, shelters, homeless shelters, domestic violence shelters, food pantries, uh, we work a lot with Neighborhood Medical Center here through a medical legal partnership. We work uh, with um, a, a lot of organizations like ECHO and Community Action, which provide financial assistance that someone may need to avoid the eviction or to really give them long-term solutions, or even just financial literacy to help figure out how to better spend money so that those circumstances don't happen again. I'm I'm regularly amazed at how much I learned from my parents when I wasn't even watching. And I am grateful for that. And I realized that not everyone got to see their parents balance a checkbook. I don't think anybody sees anyone do that anymore. But um, but I, just, you know, just being responsible adults, that is, that is a gift and it is a privilege and I don't take it for granted. 
and being able to connect people to those resources so that they can move forward and hopefully never have to come back to us again is, is really ultimately the goal of the work we do. So you all put the heart in lawyering. I mean, lawyers can often get such a bad rap, but it's so critical to know the law in order to help people. So I just, I can't, you know, you guys are really doing amazing work. And I, I just hope that audiences who are aware of you never need your services understand the value of your services. The value of our services is really interesting because to that individual, it could have so much more value than we can even put a number on. Um, what we know is that in 2022, we brought in more than $3 million worth of financial benefits to our clients. That may have been through um, Social Security benefits, obtaining child support, saving their home from foreclosure, accessing financial benefits to um, help resolve an eviction issue. There's so many ways that we bring in those financial benefits, but in, in terms of a measurable value, we certainly believe that shows a good return on investment for the money that we, uh, for the funds that we use to support the organization. But for those individuals, um, a family not having to move and the children being able to stay in the same school, that long-term value, I, I can't put a, put a number to that because um, that child doesn't lose their support network, their friends, uh, the parents don't have to figure out how to get to their job from a further away location. Um, so many people who get evicted lose all of their belongings because they can't afford a moving truck to get them from point A to point B. And these are hard financial decisions that uh, many people um, don't have to face or don't have to face in that sort of emergent way. And um, we hope that what we're doing is giving people resources and time to make better decisions um, when they're facing those really difficult situations. You have said so many things that are inspiring, but if you could just, since this series is Voices That Inspire, is there anyone in particular that has inspired you or who do you hope to be inspiring in the work that you do? I always find this question hard. So um, there are so many people in my past and present who have inspired me to keep doing what I'm doing. And uh, the work we do is hard. We hear hard stories every day. Um, and we don't always get the the result we're looking for for the clients that we represent. And I'd say the people who inspire me most are our clients. They keep pushing through these really hard circumstances. And some of them just become beams of light in this really difficult space. And I am grateful that they entrust myself and my colleagues at Legal Services to do the work that we do for them. You know, there, there's so many other people who inspire, but I think at the core of it, it is those clients who we know will be able to go back out after we've achieved a result for them and continue giving to the community and raising their families and doing good for the world that ultimately is the thing that motivates me every day. Well, Leslie, you've said plenty for a three-minute spot, and it's all great. Is there anything else you'd like to add or want people to know about you and the work that you do or Legal Services of North Florida? 
I think that the thing I'd want people to know about legal services of North Florida is it is it is a culture of the law. And my husband jokes that um, that I'm Glenda the good lawyer. So um, I, I, I think that's I, I think it's funny and certainly in a lawyer culture in a in a world where sometimes lawyers don't have the best reputation. I, I just would would remind people that there are good lawyers out there. And many of them work for Legal Services of North Florida or volunteer with Legal Services of North Florida. And I am grateful to be a part of that team and a part of that culture. My name is Leslie Powell Boudreau. I'm the Executive Director at Legal Services of North Florida, where we believe in a clear pathway to justice.